Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Nine. Gibson Brands. Uh, <laughs> that's really throwing me off. We'll have to find out more about that. Uh, Tony's also on the Space Force. Space Force, that's right. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs Podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are listening to our show. And uh, yes, I'm a little shocked from this uh, strange announcement where maybe we'll find some out or maybe Jared Jank on my chain. We'll figure, we'll figure this out in a couple minutes. Probably. Um, oh, my. We are really excited to be together in the same room mm-hmm. having this podcast, yes. even though it is super duper hot it's, it's like 90 degrees outside hot. it's hot that's outside it's nice in here maybe it's just jared i think it's jared yeah i complain about any type of heat yeah but you make about the heat of like three people though i know it's true i mean i'm not making fun of you i mean just like for real like sometimes your, i think my wife is, footprint is there hey it's in addition to with it, me but she's t- just putting her feet on me because i'm warm in that's addition weird. to us three is yes. there someone else there well i'm gonna get there who's on the line tonight you got Jonathan Druzik of 12th Hour Devices, YouTube, and Gallows Hill, the band. All right. All right, wow. man. man. That's a threefer. We've heard his grand name a Poobah. million times. Yes. That's right. So Jonathan's one of our uh, grand poobahs. He has been a supporter of the show for a long time. Yes, he has. Uh, we've had a couple grand poobahs on. We're going to have a couple more coming up. So we're really interested in finding out. What makes them tick? Why are they so invested in the guitar community? Not because they're supporting us particularly, but they're truly supporting the whole community. And yeah, and uh, yeah. So we want to we want to hear from them. Um, Jonathan, thank you for joining us. Uh, we had to endure quite a few uh, calendar hip hop eronymuses. Uh, I don't want to get sued by saying hip hop apotamus. I'm, I'm really a, honored to be here. You are welcome. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have a great show, everybody. We're going to talk about guitar stuff and more guitar stuff and some, maybe we can sprinkle some guitar stuff in there. Jared, what do we do on this podcast? I don't know, Todd. What do we do on this podcast? Well, I was just going to ask Tony. Okay. Well, since you asked nicely, uh, we like to talk about gear and specifically boutique gear for the most part. That's right. Some non-boutique gear from time to time. We like to talk about things like guitars and amps and pedals and accessories and all the good stuff. And every once in a while, we have one of Jared's favorite, which is... 101. A 101. We learn about things. We learn about it. Edumacated. Sometimes we're wrong, but that's okay. We like our listeners to correct us from time to time. right all the time. That's right. Uh, Except for me. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Uh, Now... We got a couple of announcements we want to get uh, take care of, yeah. and then we're going to uh, mosey on our little way down our podcast path that we usually go down. If, by the way, you are joining us for the first time, welcome. welcome. We're really glad that you're listening to the show. Uh, glad that you found us, however you found us, and um, please let us know what you think, okay? Okay. We need to thank... <laughs> That's right, Road Mics for providing this awesome audio equipment from which we broadcast. We've got the Roadcaster Pro yummy. and the Procaster Mics and the Articulating Arms. Yum, so yum, yum. thank you so much to Road for providing that and helping us make us sound like good This is the beings. good stuff. It's, this it's, is the, 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 best. the best. It's the best. Only the best. 
I don't know what that is. All right. Uh, I also wanted to bring up, you know, as I just asked any new listeners or anyone else really Mm -hmm. to share their thoughts, um, I have a shared thought that I wanted to share. Wow. So there. And sounds like it you goes should share it. A little something like this. This is from Jack. I'm gonna. I'm pretty sure. Cadian, Cadian, K A D I E N, Cadian. I'd say Cadian, Cadian, Cadian. Okay. Sorry, Jack. Let us know how we're saying it wrong. Uh, it says. Oh, by the way, he's a new supporter. So, oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. He's a new patron. Thank you, Jack. I love the show. I've been listening for at least a year or two. I especially like the episodes where you bring on pedal builders. I want to get into pedal building myself, and listening to their origin stories gives me inspiration. My gear of choice would be a Fender Jazzmaster, Mm -hmm. a Sun Model T, Mm -hmm. or a Twin Reverb. Mm -hmm. And for the pedals, my four on the floor, he says, they would be the Electro Harmonics Op Amp Big Muff, Mm -hmm. Mountain King Electronics Megalith, the Empress Effects Vintage Modern Modified Super Delay and the Matthews Effects Astronomer. That's yeah. good stuff. You got a good 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 some good choices there, man. An honorable mention would be the Black Arts Toneworks Black Forest Overdrive. That's the one that Fintel uses. Oh, that's a, yeah. that's a yeah. great one. Good stuff. So thanks so much to Jack for sending that in. Mm-hmm. It uh it's always great to hear from everybody. And um, I also want to mention, he's a poobah. What? He's a grand poobah. So thank you, Jack, for supporting us in the most awesomest of ways. Give that man a fez. It's coming. All right. uh, Any announcements from you two clowns? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to start a new job next week. Wow. Uh, Yeah. And? Tell us more. Okay. So um, I'm going to work for Gibson Brands. Whoa. That's right. I'm going to be the... The shoe company? No. Gibson. No, the the, uh, greeting card company. Oh, the greeting card company. (laughs) No. The Gibson Guitars. That is so exciting, Oh, my God. Wow. Yes, well... Congratulations on that one. We all all knew, but... uh, Hey, what? Really? Tell us more. I was told to act surprised. I did act surprised. I will be... (laughs) Just sweeping around and whatever. You're gonna well, be I janitor? just found out. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> All right. Give us your. Give us the spiel. No, I'll be a product manager for pickups. Nice. So Fantastic. That's, that's so cool, man. Yep. And you're so, like a super Gibson guy, so this is like kind of like. Yeah, it's gonna it's work a big out. Deal. It, yeah, it'll work out. Totally. It's a really I'll, big deal. I'll find out. Um, pretty quickly how much other people know more than me about gibson's which is pretty exciting so i'll learn more about gibson right as i go along nice so but i do know you know a good fair amount about it yeah really excited to work for him yeah and you're moving down to tennessee for a spell i am i'm gonna move down to tennessee uh hopefully stay there you know buy a house maybe in a year or so right so we'll uh I'll get down there and maybe run a house for a while. Jared's going to uh, jump down to Tennessee and a few people are going to splash out of the <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Hey, uh, here's, it reminds me of a joke. What did Tennessee? Arkansas. The same thing, Arkansas. <laughs> oh, man, that's awful. Oh. So Jer- uh, Gibson is super-duper lucky to be getting Absolutely. a fellow like you with the amount of knowledge you have and the pickups that you make are so 
flipping awesome. Thank so. you. So as of right now, if everybody's wondering what's going to happen to Brandon Wound, uh, right now Zach is pretty much taking over the reins. As and Zach is your Zach has been protege. Protege, yeah, he's been working under me for the past five years. So yes. he's been doing a lot of the Gasping work. Gasping for air. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> it was too easy. It was right there. What, am I supposed to leave that on the table? You could have. Come on. Hardy har har. <laughs> no, he's, uh, he does a really good job. He knows what he's doing, and um, a lot of people don't realize he's actually been doing most of the retail orders that go to customers. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm more than confident that he can take over. Yeah, so. and you've been doing like all the special orders and the, some you of the know, special rewinds, rewinds uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, I've been kind of – well, actually – Yes. I've been doing the special <laughs> rewinds. Yeah. Simple yes would do. <laughs> but the special orders, he could actually do, do those as well. He could yeah, do pretty yeah. much what I can do. It's just some of the old vintage rewinds, I just have, I just need to show him the basics well, of the that. Well, the owner gets the spoils, right? Uh, yeah, kind of. But, but uh, no, I mean, yeah, everything's, everything's going to uh, transi- transition pretty smoothly. Yeah. That's really, really yeah. exciting. Now, we may have a little bit of a hiccup as Jared gets <laughs> situated down there, but he's promised, um, at least to me, to um, do the best he can to, to to keep on the show. I just have to start there and just... Let's give him a week or so to get See settled how in. things no. go. Well, you know, geez, Todd. <laughs> I may want to come on the show. I mean, the the first day. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and and the other cool thing is, Jared, you're going to run into all kinds of new people that you can that might even want to come on the show from Gibson. Probably, I think there are some things that we'll definitely want yeah. to uh, explore. Nice, yeah, awesome. Uh, well, Jonathan, are you surprised by that news? Actually, I am. I <laughs> I did not know it. I'm like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I'm I'm very congratulations. I'm very happy for you. That is uh, probably a uh, perfect move for you, honestly. That means a lot. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah. Indeed. Well, this is a very exciting time for Jared. Hey, let me me know if they need uh, uh, a pick guard development manager. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get on what's going on in our music world this week. Gentlemen, Tony's going to kick us off, and we're going to find out what's going on with John Jersey. Okay. Well, I I imagine we could just skip right over Jared. I mean, how can you top that? I mean, no, that's, I got some. Oh, he's, he's got, got more. He's got great stuff. He's got more. That's why he's on the show, man. All right, this week I wanted to talk about this. This, this is just driving me insane. Uh, so uh, apparently there is a worldwide shortage of celluloid tortoise. Mm. Oh, not good. And I've had stuff on back order for at least a couple of months now. I am down. I I I'm, I should have enough of the tortoise mint black mint to uh, complete my, you know, the projects that I have in the works right now. But after that, um, my main supplier said that they will not be bringing that in because it went up an additional 30%. Wow. And we're talking stuff like, you know, a, a sheet of this stuff is 
How big is a sheet of this? Well, stuff, it's yeah, it's it might as well say they have to cut it up and to send it to you, right? No, no, I get I get full. I mean, in the in the industry, the the standard size is like twenty four by fifty four. Okay, that's like the standard uh, full sheet. And generally speaking, the stuff that lists at about five hundred and sixty dollars a sheet. Wow, um, man, dude, so thirty up from that. Thirty up from that, and then of course my cost is considerably, you know, about half that price. But even so, with that thirty percent increase, they're they're not going to be stocking it anymore. This stuff comes from Italy. It's like about seven hundred bucks a sheet. Um, it's crazy. I mean, you'd have to charge, you know, a hundred bucks for a Stratgard or something like that. And yeah. I just don't think people will pay for it right now. At some point, maybe. Um, so I've been, you know, sort trying to source some other, you know, tortoise materials, and I've, I've brought some stuff in from China. It's okay. There's there's stuff all over. I've got a brown marble tortoise acrylic that is made here in the U.S. that I like, but it's not the same. No, you know, is somebody this, that is this the inky stuff too? That's my favorite. No, the inky. You're taught when you say inky, you probably mean like Dalmatian tortoise. Sure, whatever like the stuff that's on the Prince guitar. Yeah, Let me or, ask, or like inky or inky. What would it spotty. take to actually? Make tortoise. What would you need? Two turtles. Oh, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> what about you know what? Uh, what size of room and machinery do you need? And where would you get the chemicals to make well, the actual? My understanding material? is the stuff starts off as a log. They they create a you know a twenty four oh, inch tall kind of like candy. Yeah, sort of. And then Just they really big candy. And then yeah. they cut layers as as the thing spins like a veneer, like a veneer. Like so if you not if, like candy, so it's more like a candy veneer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, can't you make the log somehow? Like, well, how do you make the? How, mean, do, you, see, how do you make it? Well, let's see. All I would need is uh, <laughs> celluloid, uh, menthol, uh, some other explosive things, and right. And, well, a chemist degree. Yeah, yeah a chemist it's degree. A fireworks store around yeah. here. Somewhere. So I mean, so in terms of true celluloid, there's only in my as far as I know. China, all I need is an RV and a respirator. You're good. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, Guy in his underwear and I, I think if I had all that Glasses. equipment, I think there's other products that would be considerably more profitable. Right. 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 Um, then just shave your head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but so it's, you know, so I'm looking for alternatives um, at some point. I'm, and, and so what I'm told is the shortage won't be over till at least September. Wow. So That's crazy. in the mean, you know, so in terms of celluloid stuff, it's, it's gotta be, and it's on hold. I've put information on my website in orders that come in. I'm just, I, I, I can't make any commitments to do anything. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, whether it comes from Italy or whether it comes from China, um, you know, the, the products, uh, uh, celluloid nitrate is not, as commonly used now as celluloid acetate, which they make a lot for eyeglasses and, and other mm -hmm. products like that. So it may come down to some hybrid of celluloid acetate laminated to, you know, other, other types of products, but we'll see. I mean, it's, but it's, you know, it's maddening and it's, you know, people Collectors are, are just, won't like that. They well, want the original weird stuff. I guess, I guess. Right, Todd? Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I guess if you want to pay a hundred bucks for a strat guard or 150 bucks for a strat guard, there maybe, you go. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's not something I want to get into. Yeah. All right. Well, Thanks for that super long update, Tony. Oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, what's going on with your world, buddy? Uh, so, yeah, um, not too, too much. I'm still working on uh, one of the hardest pedals I've worked on. 
not going to lie. Uh, the bass player of Horseburner, um, kind of like a 70s stoner rock kind of bands. They're absolutely amazing. Uh, the bass player is looking for a octave with a, a uh, big muff in one enclosure. So I have the octave obviously in front of the muff, but the muff is going to be a dr- uh, dry like dry knob and a uh, mid boost in it, um, as well as the standard muff controls and then the octave side. And that's the side that's giving me a little more troubles, the octave side, because it's a little more uh, in, in depth and I'm trying to make sure I get it right. And, uh, you know, just trying to make sure I get that good. And then also uh, I do guitar repair. So um, a buddy of mine, he has a Gibson SGs had for years. I used to work with them back at uh, Daddy's Junkie Music. And I don't know if you guys ever had that in Ohio. It was mostly a uh, Northeast kind of thing. It was a hybrid between a mom and pop, but um, also not quite as big as like a guitar center. Hmm. But um, never heard of that. I used to work. Yeah, I used to work there way back in the day before they closed down, unfortunately. And uh, it was an awesome place. Um, but anyways, my buddy, he has a Gibson SG, and he got um, a set of Sheptone pickups from back. And we're talking 2009. He got these from actual uh, Shep himself yeah. um, when Shep when Shep was still building pickups, and. Um, he got these P90s in a humbucker enclosure and they sound phenomenal. They really do. And, um, lately he, Oh, he just mostly always plays on neck pickups. So he's he's been playing more reggae lately. So he, um, he's been switching to the bridge pickup and all of a sudden he's like, it keeps cutting out, keeps cutting out. So I actually got the guitar once before and I diagnosed it that I think, because he's played this guitar for years with the same pickups for over, we're talking what, we're like 11, 12 years now almost. And um, I'm like, you probably sweated out the pickup or maybe there's a connection inside because everything seems to be fine until I touched that bridge pickup itself. Mm. And he unfortunately had a gig, so I wasn't able to really tear it apart. Um, but then he did go to someone else, got a second opinion. I guess they went through all the wiring, redid all the pots, switch everything and it temporarily fixed it but it's starting to do the whole thing over again so he brought it right back to me and said yeah i think you're right about the pickup so i'm gonna be uh pulling it out um i got got another pickup here i'm gonna temporarily put in for him just so that he can get through some gigs and playing and then he's gonna uh here he talked to i think his name is joe he's at sheptone now there's josh I forgot his name. I'm sorry. Hmm. Um, and he said he would be more than happy to uh, to fix it up for him. So, yeah, those have been my two big things right now. Nice. Lots of little bit of repair action there. It's always fun to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Breaks up the monotony. <laughs> yeah. Jared? Oh, yes. So, um, a few weeks ago... Um, now it's probably three weeks ago now that everybody's listening, right? Uh, I got an email from a manager of a gentleman named Jay Mascus and asking if I can send Jay Mascus a set of noiseless jazz master pickups. Mm, I remember that. And I was like, yeah, why not? 
So uh, I also sent him a set of the of dinosaur junior in case anybody doesn't know who that is. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. I also sent him a set of wide range pickups. So uh, he will get both. So why just send one set when you have the opportunity to send something else as well? Yeah. Postage is the same. So, yeah. So Zach should appreciate that. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Jay has a lot of guitars, if I remember right. I mean, I know he primarily is known for his jazz masters, but mm-hmm. on records, he'll use P90s, Tellys, anything. So that was probably a really smart move on you. He he probably just is like everybody else and likes stuff that's cool, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, he also plays in another band called Heavy Blanket. Um, it's a power, it's like a super group between uh, him on like a lead guitar and, uh, three out of the four members or all three members of earth earthless and uh it's just like this huge jam band i got to see him once live and it was just 45 minutes straight of jay mascus shredding and it was <laughs> it was intense that's awesome very cool very so cool. yeah hopefully maybe something turns into something i don't know but uh we shall see that's very nice that's gotta so. be so cool to just be like hey uh this super and you know Anybody that is not familiar with Jay Mascus, one of the things that uh, he's known for is gear. Lots oh, and yeah. lots of it. Yeah. And uh, is a uh, very, when we had Ren and Cuff on, you know, he was telling me about like how intensely he was tuned into the tone of like a very specific fuzz pedal that he had at one point in time. So it's like, he really cares about that. And uh, yeah. that's, that's I, I would say that's a pretty big compliment. I'd say so. Plus, the guy sounds like Kenny Rogers when he sings. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Good old Kenny. Wouldn't it be better if he was playing that kind of music, but it also actually sounded like Michael McDonald? That'd be fantastic. Sorry, Michael. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, if you're listening. <laughs> okay. So We're going uh, to hell. For me this How week. How about you, Todd? Thank you. Uh, it, I was talking about speaker replacement on yes. uh, last time, Speakers. and uh, what I did was tear up. I've got a tweed, like a, a hot rod tweed extra cabinet, thunder hot rod. In, in some tweed. would call it an extension cabinet. Yes, it's not a truck; it's an extension cabinet. Thank you. <laughs> extended uh, cab. Yeah, it's an extended <laughs> cab. Yeah. You know, I put my water skis and stuff back there. Oh, why not? Anyways, uh, so in that particular, it's a closed back. Extra cab. Now you got me all messed up. (laughs) It's a cab. It's a cabinet. In the back of that is kind of a crap speaker. I mean, it just doesn't sound really great, Hmm. in my opinion. But we took that out, and then we tried Jared, and he said, hey, here's a a, uh, Celestian Greenback. Yeah. And a 25-watt, and uh, it it sounded good at a lower volume, but it kind of got a little too round- for my my taste, yeah. which I think is probably indicative, but apparently, according to Jared. And I'm running this through my uh, new Hello Sailor Film Sound Hello Sailor. amp, which I am absolutely in love with. And then Tony said, I was like complaining to Tony, I'm like, I can't get the tone I want. You know, as per usual, I <laughs> make things hard on myself for whatever reason. Tony said, All you have to do is ask first. I know. So, and, and you don't ask. I, but I thought I did. Anyway, so Tony goes, hey, I got this old speaker that I found that's been kicking around in the back. Tell him the story. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's I mean, it's an El Nico 
painted, uh, El Nico speaker painted blue. It has no other markings on it, so I can't say it's a true Celestian. I can't say it's a Vox. I can't say it's It kind of looks like Weber. old Jensen Weber kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's... But it, it's but got the, the big bell on the back. Yeah, the bell on the back and a big old El Nico magnet yeah, on, the, on the back side. Yeah, big magnet. And um, so I had it at the shop. It wasn't loaded into anything, so I said, here, try this. It's 8 ohm, but we have no idea what the wattage is on it. Well, I'm guessing it's 25 watts. Really? Yeah, 15 or 25. 26. Yeah, whatever it takes. Uh, anyway, so put that in mm-hmm. and plugged in, put the Fez pedal into it, mm. hit a chord, and I yelled up to my daughter. I'm like, Jane, get down here! Because she loves the she loves when I'm like trying out new stuff. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe the sound I was getting. I was really, really excited about this. Um, it held, uh, it had a, like a really tight bottom end. Mm-hmm. Um, it was incredibly articulate. It had sort of top end, a little bit of fry on top, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I could I could pick just like a little, take a little G chord and go boom, 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 no big deal. And then instantly hit it and it just sounded like thunder. The dynamic range that, that I was able to get out of that, I was, I was really... Yeah. really blown away by and that's i mean i think that's as i said to you welcome to the world of alnica speakers well i mean i guess i guess i haven't had any in the past but uh no you haven't oh <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean it's uh, everything you describe is is as it should be right now so, there are a ton of different versions of the greenbacks by the way yeah. right but i mean when we're saying alnico as opposed to Ceramic. So it's the, it's all there's a ceramic magnet, mm-hmm. uh, Elnico magnet, or now there are the neodymium. Right. Dim, dim, neodymium. 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 I'll, I'll help you out with this. Neodymium <laughs> uh, magnets. And Leshin is smart because the the original blue Elnicos were uh, just 15 watt speakers. So you generally would have a single one in like a Vox AC15 or two of them in a Vox AC30 to handle the the, the wattage. Now they have also got a, um, a, well, they released a gold, which has, I think, a 50 watt rating probably. And then they also have a ruby, which has somewhere it's either 35 or 40. Uh, and then... Um, in the world of the ceramic side, I mean, kind of, it, at least in my world, the standard was the greenbacks. Those are 25-watt uh, uh, speakers. Essentially, the structure is the same, except the magnet is different, mm. uh, ceramic versus Alnico. And then there's varieties of that. So there's some people call them creambacks. Those are a little higher rating. Mm-hmm. I think those are 65 watts. And, you know, and then it goes in, and probably within the last 10 years, they re- started releasing the uh, neodymium. Uh, magnet ones, which I don't particularly care for. The beauty of them is they weigh about a third of what oh a gosh, typical speaker so does, because the magnet, uh, you know, it's a it can be a very small magnet. That's a rare it's earth so, thing. Rare earth, yes, yeah, neodymium. Neodymium. So that's the you know those are your options, and you know I think with a with a tube amplifier in particular, especially a low wattage uh, tube amplifier. To my ear, the Elnico um, uh, speaker always sounds better. Um, just to give you an example, I've got a, a, a Dr. Z 30-watt uh, Moz, uh, and um, it's got um, a Z-Best cabinet, which is a 212, and I have a Celestian Gold Elnico, 
and a greenback, mm-hmm. which is voice for bass. That's just to give it a little more bottom end. Bass. And, um, and to me, that combination sounds really good in a 212 cabinet because yeah. most of the sounds coming out of the gold, but a lot of the contoured bottom end and some of the mids are, are definitely coming from the greenback. So. Hmm. Very cool. Know. Thank you, man. That's... I, that's why I love Tony on the show, doggone it. Welcome to Speakers 101. That's right. Just little bowls of popcorn or slippers <laughs> on, and we're just listening to old <laughs> Uncle Tony telling us about good stuff. I'm going to start whittling next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're almost done with the show now, so um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, good conversations. That's what it's about. That's fantastic. So yes. let's get on with things. How about you give me a little of this? <laughs> <laughs> Were you paying soon. attention? Too soon. <laughs> Were you paying attention? Uh, hey, Jared. Yes. What is one of your absolute favorite things on the floor of your guitar area? My pedals. Your pedals. What are those pedals connected to, Jared? They are connected to very durable, awesome tour gear cables that connect. To each other. That's Tour right. gear designs? That's right. They have a little teeny tiny thing that fits all in the same area. And yeah, then that's a jack. It's awesome. Yeah, very tiny jack. The jack is and a very, very flat cable. Very flat, fits everywhere. And, and it goes this way and that way, and you can, you can twist get it around. S shape or whatever shape and long and short and sweet and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, boy, that's... Somebody take this before I ruin it. <laughs> well, that must be, those must be very expensive, Jared. Nope. They're under six bucks. <laughs> they are. And we have a thing you can do on the thing and get a thing. Yep. Here you go. Go to tourgeardesigns.com <laughs> forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs. You're going to save 10% on your entire order. 10%. I That's said the thing. entire order because I, I'm more than, confident that you're going to say i need to grab a bunch of these right now that's right look at your look at your board look at your board look how many pedals you have how many pedals and get more look than what, what you needs need connected where always get, get more than what you get need a couple and and that way you can just move them around a little it's bit worth if you it. want it is it's absolutely worth it so i love uh, it tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs get yourself 10 percent off your entire order from some really great people that are making an outstanding product Boom. we want to thank tour gear for sponsoring our four on the floor segment Jared, how about a little bit of this? One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Jonathan Jerusik, Grand Bouba yes. Extraordinaire, please give us your four on the floor. Okay, so stipulation is I can't use any of my own pedals, but there's the loophole I've heard from a few people of clones that you have built of other said pedals. So, um, one of them that I've actually really enjoyed and has uh, really piqued my interest is a sister to the pedal that I built for you, Todd, mm-hmm. is the Clon clone. Oh. Um, I also did mine in like gold sparkle as well. It's so and cool. It is so cool. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a big, I actually got a Laney amp uh, and I absolutely love the Laney amp. It's very, uh, I know everyone claims it's very martially, but it's just got that British mid-range fatness, and uh, it, you know it, it, it has tons of gain on tap. But I find that depending on the style of music, just throwing that clon right on top of the already nice crunch 
just pushes it over that edge and just gets me to that more modern sound. Um, it kind of, cause the, the Laney has a very, um, warm vintage crunch to it. Very growly, a lot of low mids and then the Klon having a little more upper mids kind of pushes and, uh, makes it poke through the mix really nicely. And you played um, heavier, a lot of heavier music, right? Yes, uh, I I mean I arrange everything. I mean I play punk and stuff like that too. But the my the main stuff I play, which is with the Gallows Hill, um, is I guess you, people call it more of like a, a sludge doom kind of sound. Um, best way I could describe it is like a, like a if the band if you heard a band called Neurosis or um, the there's another band called Isis where. They have this very uh, ambient sound, but then they're also very aggressive, and the music just kind of pushes and forms as it goes along, and, it, and almost the music itself tells a story as oh. well as the lyrics, which I, which is something that so I thoroughly kind of, enjoy. So What's guys, the band called again? Isis. One of well, Isis Isis is one of them, but Neurosis is like one of the founders of that kind of genre, you know, that kind of doom sludge. Uh, post metal esque genre they call it. Is, is that um, is that a rule that you have to have the band name end in an IS if you're in that genre? <laughs> oh man. The, the, I never the, thought about the that. The time it took for that lead balloon to hit the floor oh, was no. brilliant. That's Tony, that's a, that's a record. I think that is there. an all time record. <laughs> what? Wait, I was, I like waiting, for, I I was to, waiting for Jonathan to react touch, to that. Touch football like, yeah. count there. I think I got One into the end zone. Two Mississippi, yeah. three Mississippi. <laughs> so you guys good. do a lot of Jimmy Buffett covers and stuff too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, we're 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 sipping on the was he sip on margaritas? Margaritas, yeah. son of a son of a sailor. Yeah. yeah. That's, anyway. Sorry, I was also thinking of that song with the pina coladas. Yeah. You know? Oh, cheeseburger. <laughs> oh my God, that's a horrible song. It really is. Yeah. Anyways, uh, how about number two? Get us out of there. Oh, sorry. Yes, number two. So, um, because I can't list any of mine, um, I will list a good friend and a former guest of the show electro foods pedals hey guys um i last time i mentioned their nepenthes which i absolutely love um but their eye of raw fuzz it's a muff style fuzz and it's got so much control on it i mean you got so many different gain structures with it you got three band eq with it you can focus how you want to tilt the uh, frequencies a little bit and it's just so usable it gets you that basically like it goes that black sabbath kind of sound almost right out of the box and i i absolutely love it and it's just it's got like 70s fuzz written all over it and it, it just i'm i get floored every time i play it Absolutely awesome. love that pedal. Nice. Hey, I was going to ask you I, I, before I got too uh, off in my own no, off, off in my own world. Which which model Laney <laughs> amp are you using? Uh, it is the GH one hundred R. It is a uh, newer Laney amp. But what's cool with the Laney GH one hundred R is that it um they call it a red and black or something like that. Basically, it actually has a uh, gain and a volume as well as a output so you can actually and 
so the output actually acts as a post phase inverter master volume. Mm -hmm. So if you turn it down, it doesn't affect the tone in any way. It just makes it quieter. And you could have the output almost all the way off and you can crank the, the actual gain channel and you can get the power tube saturation that so many people are after. Um, so you can, you can really get this like nice combination of pre and like preamp gain and power tube gain. And then you could just take the output, crank the crap out of it. And it just, it just sings. It's so loud. It's probably one of the loudest amps I've ever played and the clean channel. Cause I don't, I'm, I'm your stereotypical. I don't like my cleans very clean. I like to have a little, little edge to it. I feel like it gives the little top end and a little poke, pokiness. Um, but I love the clean channel on it. The three band EQ on it is so interactive and it's just it, the, even the slightest bit of adjustment of the gain. Just, you can go from, you know, everything from like a 800 Marshall. If you just, I, you know, you just scoop out all the low end and, uh, you know, cause there's so much low end to the amp as it is. If you even turn the low end all the way off, you get into that Marshall territory. If you kind of bring up the low end a little more, you almost get into like orange territory. Mm. And then if you, if you dime the, the low end, you get into almost like even closer to like mad amp, like GT 120 esque territory where it almost starts like farting out a little bit. Um, where it's just so overly saturated. So it's it's such a versatile amp and it can go from wicked dark to really bright. With you know, using the Klon, I can get almost like the fifty one fifty, because I also have a PV fifty one fifty. Um with the Klon and the Laney, I can get a fifty one fifty type sound. Or even if I use like a tube screamer and the Laney, either one, where it kinda tightens up the bottom end a little bit more. So yeah, the, the I, I Laney is gets overlooked a lot. I feel like in the, uh, in the industry. And, uh, I, I feel like they, they could be really a lot bigger than they are. It's just, they get kind of put in a shadow. I, I feel like, even though they really are their own thing. So that's yeah. cool, man. And yeah. that's a, that's an outstanding sort of, intro into that amp i mean if anybody's not familiar with that well you are now yeah seriously you could you, it could do almost anything with it but i i will press on yes <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> so number three typically um i actually really like flanger um i haven't found the perfect flanger yet but the one that i've actually really enjoyed and i've kept on my board the longest is the uh, boss bf3 just the latest greatest flanger that you could buy from boss i keep literally everything at noon hmm. and that's it and it just it has enough swirl in it it has enough movement um when you play on clean it just makes it sound so lush and then when you throw it on top of like a gain of any type you get that like eddie van halen like you know when uh well, what's that song i i completely escapes me where it's like yes that's it thank you sorry panama that song you got todd thank you yes um but yeah it's just it's just an absolutely awesome flanger i mean i've i've tried the ehx ones before um i don't know if i just didn't give it enough time 
Um, I really wanted to try one of, was it the ADAD or something like that? Or oh, ADDA. Yeah. I forgot which one that is. I've heard that one's really cool. Um, unfortunately, a lot of companies either make like the flanger as this like huge unit or it's just like an afterthought kind of unit. And, it, and it's like, I want something in between. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, not a lot of companies make something in between. And I've been kind of trying to do more research on building a flanger so I could hopefully get a little corner in that market where it's something in between. <laughs> yeah. Dig it, man. Yeah. I like it. I, I prefer a flanger to a phaser myself. Really? I, yeah. It, with the phaser, but, but I don't like. I don't. I'm not doing like fish music and. You know, I just like a little bit that that movement. I don't use it all yeah. the time, but I I use it specifically on a couple songs uh, from the Valentino's album, and um, it, it it was perfect. Shameless self promotion. No shame. <laughs> well, the thing it, is with the flanger and versus like say like a phaser to me is that when when the phase you know when obviously it goes out of phase with itself it almost sounds like it i know i don't know if it actually is but it sounds to me like it's detuning and it it just gives this weird swirliness that mm -hmm. i don't necessarily agree with my ears whereas Mm -hmm. the flanger everything's like nice and unison and and i don't like it extreme you know i mean yeah mostly i use it when i'm on clean and i use it with my delay so i get this like almost like um a glass like sound in a weird way and it's it's really cool like uplifts the uh, the top end just a tad bit so i think um a lot of people don't realize the the different sound that you experience when you actually add another amp and if your flanger or your uh, phaser has an, uh, a left and a right out. Um, oh, the, yeah, I've never tried that. Myself. Yeah, so the biphase has... This is awesome because the stereo pedal that I have, it's one input, it has a left and a right out, and then the biphase, the original old biphase Mutron that I have, has a left and, an, and a right input and a left and a right output, and you can actually change the the way those uh, left and right inputs, if they mesh together, if they there's a switch for that. So I found the switch where it keeps those two isolated. Mm. So I mean, you I have best of both worlds, and it's very easy because That's you have the a song. <laughs> there it is. So you you can run the left and the right of the stereo into the left and right input and then output, and you have both the phaser and a stereo easily you know managed i think it's, now, it's awesome and it just adds a whole new dimension when you have one amp on one side and, and an amp on the other side of the room it's just it 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 is totally different it's very pleasing hmm. now the the stereo in is that also like a dry in or is it like you can just choose between the two it's just a no, it's just a dry in. It just it. Oh, okay. The stereo pedal takes your signal and it splits it up and it does its thing. It stereoizes the the dry in. Okay. No, that's yeah. pretty cool. So you I mean, could that still... would be weird if it had a, a left and a right in. If you had like a stereo ES, what was it? A, a stereo what? Then then they make them uh, the uh, ES model stereo back in the. Uh, yes, late fifties, early like that, some, yeah. yeah, like a three forty five or maybe, yeah, maybe. it was yeah. it was kind of more of a deluxe, yeah. you know, feature because stereo was kind of a thing back, you know, a new thing back in those days. Mm. I anyway. always wired mine for quad, right? Yeah, 
Well, actually, old tape decks. They had some quad tape deck players. Real to real. Did you ever experience a quad stereo system? Uh, I had one that could do it, but I no, I didn't have enough equipment to, to run that. You think that's where the Who got their got the thing quadrophilia? That? No, that's, that's that's something else entirely. <laughs> Quadrophenia, Quadrophenia. Quad, four oh, personalities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, okay. Hey, yeah, what's sorry. Four? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, um, I still use my. Uh, Earthquaker devices dispatch master because I mentioned that once before like way back in the day um, but actually recently I've gone back to the MXR carbon copy and specifically the carbon copy mini now the mini if you're wondering why um, two reasons one the actual power jack is on the top of the unit I'm not too picky about um you know, top mounted jack versus side mounted jack. Even when I ask people a lot of times when I build pedals, like, do you want side or top depending on the pedal and depending on the build? Um, but I do prefer having a power jack on the top of the pedal, um, which is something that MXR really doesn't do a lot, which always boggles me because then it gets in the way. Although I do use Tor Gear design patch cables. Yay! So right. <laughs> there we that go. has helped out. That has helped out a lot. And, uh, I do post on my uh, Instagram page that we endorse uh, their patch cables because uh, they're really durable and well-made, and I use them with everything on both my boards. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a longer story. The second reason I use the Carbon Copy Mini is it actually has a switch, and a little mini external switch that you can actually switch between the dark or the normal version, which is a darker version and the bright version. So, which is kind of weird because if you get the regular MXR carbon copy, it's just the, you know, the standard version. And then you have the, um, MXR carbon copy bright. So they're two completely separate pedals, or you can get the carbon copy deluxe, which yes, has the built-in tap tempo and all this other fancy dancy stuff on it but i was like i don't really need all that i mostly just turn my delay on use it for clean and then i turn it off if i really want to adjust it, i just make a little adjustment and then i go from there but i really wanted to try the difference between the normal version and the bright because the reason i actually stepped away from the carbon copy for a long time was i had an amp that even though um it wasn't necessarily like a really bassy amp, but it's actually a very dark amp. And the repeats of the normal carbon copy just got lost and they just swooshed out. So that's why when I found the Boss DD3, I absolutely fell in love with it because all of a sudden I could hear my repeats. Um, they cut through all the reverb. If I wanted to do something really ambient, it just it just poked right through nicely. So then I found the, um, the Dispatch Master, which is a digital pedal but it's actually um, it's a little bit on the warmer side but after getting the laney and the versatility of the laney i was like you know i kind of want to try the uh the differences and and with the carbon copy with the especially with the mod switch you could get to almost sound like a tape delay where because when it when you have the modulation on um it kind of does that like like it's like repeats and it has that one repeat that kind of warps a little bit 
not quite as warpy as the woozy <laughs> by champion lucky um but it does warp a little bit which is kind of cool so it's a it's definitely uh one i would recommend to if you're interested in you know one checking out the carbon copy and two it actually is a little less expensive than the normal carbon copy and you get both the normal and the bright so that's cool that's a good tip man thank you for sharing that's a delightful four on the floor that'll go with any uh main entree and uh thank you for sharing that that's right very cool so we've got uh jonathan jerusic who is uh, one of our most excellent grand poobah supporters on patreon oh you're too kind (laughs) And, uh, no, you are actually truly, uh, your support has, has greatly helped our show. And, um, uh, it's not just our show. As I mentioned before, you are very active in the community. You, this is a community that you clearly have a lot of passion for that you are very invested in. You support so many of the small builders and, um, it's just it's great to have people like yourself out there but great to have yourself on the show right now so jonathan how give us a, a dip into the 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 music pool that you jumped in how how did you get in there well i'll try to um i'll try to make the backstory as sure as i can um i have a tendency to talk a lot so <laughs> just tell me to shut up when you want me to okay um <laughs> So, long story short, my grandfather on my yeah. <laughs> That's it for the show. Would you <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so my grandfather on my mother's side, um so I'm I'm from Western Mass, the 413 area code, so anybody out there uh, Massachusetts strong. Um Bruins are doing great by the way as of right now. Um <laughs> so um my grandfather is from bayonne so anybody from bayonne or new jersey how you doing out there <laughs> um <laughs> sorry i just butchered that anyways um he was a trumpet player big jazz musician uh from that area and uh you know always grew up on classical and jazz music and uh you know playing trumpet and then seeing my, both my uncles on my, also my mom's side, uh, her brothers play guitar, um, really just piqued my interest and I just wanted to get a guitar. And so my sister, I remember when we were younger, my, my sister's older than me, she got a guitar, never played the thing, put it in her closet. I couldn't touch it. Nothing. I was, I was so upset. <laughs> I was like, God, I want to play guitar. But then the cool coolest thing happened one day when my grandfather came from new jersey to visit he brought over my uh my uncle's old 19 now i'm not 100 sure on the date it's either 62 or a 64 gibson acoustic and it was Ooh. technically one of the student models um it's like a triple o body style and and it it's just it's got all the original frets on still the original tuners everything and it just plays amazing everybody that i hand it to they just they fall in love with it the neck isn't too big um the headstock actually is the skinnier headstock like a melody maker so i feel like it stays in tune really well 
Um, I I'll, won't pick that guitar up for months sometimes because I don't always like to take it out of the case, even though I, I love playing it. And uh, it'll be 90% in tune, um, especially because I put on those Kurt Mangan strings that uh, you recommended, Todd. Right. And, uh, yeah, the Monels. And uh, the thing is just – it just stings. And uh, that was actually my first guitar, so I, I'm always very uh, – blessed and lucky to have that as a uh, first guitar and after that you know i just i got an electric guitar and my parents you know they were very gracious enough to get me a more basic electric guitar and of course with a more basic electric guitar comes the more basic electric guitar issues you know sometimes the input jack doesn't work or maybe you get more of a basic cable and the soldering joints on the ends don't work so what I started doing when I was like 14 or 15 is <laughs> I took my mom's, uh, she had a wood, uh, kit, like the one, the, like the wood burning kit. So I took her wood burning iron and started soldering my input jacks and soldering my cables to get them to work again. <laughs> and my, when my mom found out, she's like, oh, let's get you your own soldering, you know, <laughs> soldering iron. So we just went to Radio Shack and just got a basic, like, $10 soldering iron kind of thing. And uh, and I started on my way with learning how to solder and um, skip around a few years. And then I started going to school. Um, at Springfield Technical Community College out here for electronic system engineering technology, dealing with uh, circuit boards and um, just anything that was micro technology related. So op amps and all that stuff. How much I retained of it is a question <laughs> not itself, but um, I really enjoyed it. Um, and it just, you know, really push my interest more into circuit boards uh through school i made my very own uh headphone preamp which i was i still have till today and not 100 percent sure if it works but <laughs> I still you still, do you keep all of um, like all the old stuff that you made a lot of it yes i have a lot of it i have some of the first pedals i built um they necessarily don't work but <laughs> you know because you know back in the day i, I just you know i after building a preamp, you know, when I, this is 12, 13 years ago, I was like, oh man, I, you can get these basic pedal kits online. And one of them was like mod. Oh, was it? It was like mod kits USA or something like that, or DIY mod or something. I can't remember. And it was called the thunder drive, just a two knob battery, no thrills, no nothing. Um, and I just got it and I built it and it didn't work. So I was like, great, it doesn't work. And then um, I went back and I looked at what I did wrong. And then I got another one and I built that because I wanted to compare the two. And the second one worked. Um, but I don't know if it works right now because I haven't tried it in a long time. Um, plus, I wasn't very good back then when I first started doing it. Um, I don't think anybody really is. But, you know... That just put the bug in it because I've always loved learning how things work. I always love breaking things down. I used to tear apart my parents, you know, VCRs and and old tape recorders and stuff like that. Me and too. You know, they'd fun. be like, "Oh, it's not working." 
Yeah, it was a blast. I, I'm pretty sure I shocked myself a few times too. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but um, that's the whole learning process, right? That is fun. <clears throat> so that's what I give my daughters. Uh, they'd be watching me messing around with stuff, and I we added some like old electronic stuff, and I say, "Here, take this apart." And knowing full well, I go, I'm not going to try to put it back together. I just they wanted to to do that, and it's as a kid, it's like, man, that's a, such a treat. Yeah. It is. It, it is. And I mean, my dad always worked on our own cars. You know, we, we, if we didn't have it, a lot of times, sometimes we, you know, we built it or if we need to fix it, we fixed it. We never tried to really throw anything away. If it was beyond repair, that's one thing. Um, if it was beyond our knowledge, that's another thing. But, you know, I mean, we're constantly always, you know, changing oils, filters. There's, you know, spark plugs, the more standard yeah. stuff you would do on a car. And, and then, you know, if, if, of course, you know, I had past relationships, whether they'd be friends or whatever, and, um, you know, their cars would break down. So we would start tearing apart their engines and probably messing up their cars more than they, should, than they probably were in the first place. Yeah. Uh, so so it, it, I've always, always liked to tinker. Well, that, uh, that's a good sort of background and, and tinkering spirit to have, especially if you're going to be messing around with pedals and stuff like that. Um, when you started to get into more of the gear, um, is there any particular mm-hmm. builders that, that kind of really ignited your interest? I mean, uh, there's been tons of builders. I mean... You know, the, obviously, you got your standard builders like you know the Boss and the MXR and all those guys who always you know pique your interest. And then obviously, you see the guys like Earthquake and everything else. Um, the Electro Foods pedals guys really, um, you know, were always and still are so much help, um, especially if I have questions or anything else. And you know, just listening to obviously the Guitar Mouse podcast too really really helped and just kind of made me go along and believe it or not a lot of the stuff that i started i hate to say this but was also out of spite (laughs) (laughs) um and 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 what i mean by that is that a few years ago especially a few years ago um a lot of companies were you know building these pedals and they were putting the r&d research into a lot of pedals and people were making clones of some some of the pedals and i have nothing against clones i do it myself it's not that it was that they were charging as much if not more for their clones of the pedal now i can understand some pedals are really hard to get i get that i mean the i clone a uh, boss uh, fc2 um, because the original Boss FC2, one, they're very short in numbers. Uh, two, they sell around like 400 between anywhere between like, I've seen between three and $600 on a given day. And people who all of a sudden are in the boutique world, and, and this might, I don't want to get ostracized for this, but some of them were selling their own versions for like two to two fifty, and I was like, man, you know. And they were selling out like hotcakes too. You know, you try to go buy one, they're they're sold out. And 
it was at a point, I was at a point where I was starting to get a little annoyed because I was like, man, you know, I mean, I, I don't have 200 something dollars to, to throw on a pedal right away, you know, and especially cause I have, I have four kids and, um, you know, $200 is diapers and groceries and, you know, stuff like that. So I kind of got to a point where I even had a friend, his name's Adam. He's a really nice guy. It was like, Hey, I, I have this Behringer. Uh, it was like the basic Behringer $30 pedal that was replicating the FC two. And him and I were talking and he's like, man, you know, I really like the pedal, but it's all plastic. Everything's plastic on it. And I'm like, well, what if we could rehouse it and what if we could do this? And it kind of started peaking more of my interest. And I started looking at, looking at, looking at, and I'm like, you know, the potentiometers were mostly plastic. The, the input and output jacks were mostly plastic. The, the foot switch was plastic. The whole enclosure was plastic. And it's like, I can understand why it's a $30 pedal. It probably cost them like, ten dollars to make if that you know maybe five yeah buck fifteen and i was like you know what man i could build you an fc2 clone i was like let me do a little bit of research and see what i could do and i was able to build them one and i was able to kind of do out the math and you know i could get a fc2 clone for build one for around 100 120 dollars between there depending if you what kind of fancy specs you want on it or if you want different colors or whatever and yeah my pedals may not look the most attractive but that's a way i keep my costs down um because i also like to live by the school of rock and roll where if you have knobs, turn them until they sound good. And once they sound good, just leave it, you know, <laughs> like, you know, it, it shouldn't matter what knob does what. Cause you know, you, we get these preconceived notions in our mind a lot of time that, um, you know, we see a low end and we need to crank it up or we see the mid range and we need to turn it down or we see the treble and we need to have it, you know, it's like, if you take out your preconceived notions of what knob does what sometimes um, and just turn them to see what sounds the best and really kind of be like, huh, you know, and I, I've always found that that was really cool. Um, and through that, I just, you know, all of a sudden he wanted one then he told another buddy and then they wanted one. And then it just kind of took off the, awesome. with the FC two, you know? And then uh, eventually I, I, I was uh, very fortunate enough to meet like uh, Scott Mellinger from Zayo. And, um, you know, we talked about gear and, and I actually got tattooed from uh, the, their vocalist, Dan from Zayo. And uh, Scott and I got talking about gear and I was like, hey, man, I'm actually building pedals. Did you possibly want anything or need anything? And he's like, yeah, actually. So I built him like an FC2. I built him uh, uh, reverb. I built him. Um, uh, a chorus pedal and all this stuff. And now he's actually one of my endorsing artists. Um, the newest Zayo record, I'm actually in the, uh, the liner notes as gear they use and stuff like that. Oh, and it cool, just, man. and I, and it's really weird. Cause I've been listening to them ever since I was like 10, 11 years old. And, you know, all of a sudden, if I was to go back and tell my 11 year old self, Hey, one day you're not only going to have them on a first, they're not going to know you on a first name basis, but your product is actually going to be on the newest record. And they're going to put you in the notes that they used your product for their, 
their uh, <laughs> their sound, and it, it just I'm still flabbergasted by it. It's still I just actually got the record in because uh, their pressing was delayed a little bit, and I opened it up, and there's Twelfth Hour Devices right there, and I was like, oh, oh, man. man, what a great feat! You know, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I got a question for you, Jonathan. Shoot. What excites you the most about the guitar community as a gear enthusiast? A lot of times how things work and how things tick. Um, just deconstructing, um, you know, even something like like with pickups, you know, why do higher output pickups act the way they do? Why do lower output pickups act the way they do? Why do magnets act the way they do? Just stuff like that. And um, also trying to debunk things. Um, try to debunk that, you know, you have to buy the most expensive thing to be good or you have to get the latest and greatest to be good or you have to, you know, and you have to always chase the next thing because sometimes what you have can get you there. I mean, there's a lot of times that I have a lot of uh, people who um, ask me for advice. Um, even if it's, even if I'm not building them a pedal, it just directing them to the right direction. There was a uh, person recently, I helped her pick out a JB pickup because she wasn't sure what to get for a pickup. And then, um, Mm. I mean, I get a lot of people a lot of times to ask me about, hey, what kind of pedal should I be looking at? And I, I don't care if I build it or don't build it. I just want to, I just like helping people because not everybody has the same brought up that I do. I mean, I have a really good friend named Rob and uh, he helped me with my tone journey and still helps me with my tone journey. And I try to pay that forward. And that's why I do the YouTube channel because even though the YouTube channel I'm not as active and I actually just posted a video, but I, I need to get more active with it. Um, that whole thing is that if I was a kid who was 15 years old, or even if I was a person who was 30 years old, or even if I was a person who's 60 years old and I'm either just getting into guitar or getting back into it after years. And there's so many of these misnomers. I feel like, like people say, Oh, you have to do this or you have to do that. And it's like, you know, maybe you should try to try this. Maybe something that works for you may not work for somebody else. Like with my Les Paul, um, I actually use 500K linear taper volume pots and linear taper uh, audio or linear taper uh, tone pots because I actually really like how the taper works. And I actually like how you, it seems like you get a little more top end when you're rolling it back because it doesn't go so as dark or as it doesn't cut out so fast. Um, and, and, you know, some people think that's really weird and, and it is what it is, but you know, it all depends, you know, what, what works for one person doesn't work for somebody else. And, and I, I just try to, you know, why do some people love Ernie ball strings? Why do people love, uh, D'Addario strings? I mean, I'm a huge labella string fan from New York, you know, or Kurt Mangans, you know, it's just one of those things where what works for one person doesn't work for another. And, and just knowing why certain things do what they do really always excites me and, and helping people a lot of times in finding a tone or finding 
what they could do even with the gear they have. Some people don't understand, hey, why don't you try an overdrive pedal or even a boost pedal after your fuzz pedal? You know, turn it on very low, and it, it just all of a sudden makes your fuzz pedal sounds like it's 20 times louder because, you know, when everybody wants that Jimi Hendrix sound, well, Jimi Hendrix had a cranked Marshall amp. So if you're actually using an overdrive pedal after your fuzz pedal, it almost is acting like you're going into a cranked amplifier. And it can actually give you that really fat sounding fuzz because a lot of fuzz pedals, even back in the day, the vintage ones aren't very loud. You had to almost max the volume just to get anything out of it. So just knowing certain things and knowing how certain things you know tweak with other things that's uh, that's what really uh gets really kind of gets me going you know awesome man well it certainly sounds like it that's very cool i appreciate you sharing that and uh you know i uh, we're really glad that you took the time to share sort of your backstory on this and how you got involved and why you care about the community and everything and um i'm i'm just glad that you're part of it man Thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I, am so happy that you guys, I found you guys because, you know, at the time I was in a very, uh, dark place, you know, with mentally and stuff like that. And I still suffer from anxiety and depression. Anybody out there who's suffering from anxiety, depression, or even suicidal thoughts, please feel free to reach out or feel free to, uh, you know, contact the, the hotlines and everything because there there's so many people out there who who deal with it and and there's so many things so many times out there you just feel like you know you can't get through it but you can just because like Robert Downey Jr. said just because you're at your lowest doesn't mean that you can't go back up you know mm-hmm. and you know so when I found you guys, I mean, you guys were really in the early stages. Jared wasn't even a host yet. Uh, I don't Ooh, even think Jared it was a long time ago. Yeah. It was, uh, what was the junk guy's name? Chris. Yeah. What was his name? Yeah. Chris. Yeah. Chris, Chris Graham. Yeah. I, me- I remember he was like one of the main hosts. And, uh, then I remember you guys when you did the compressor one on ones and stuff like that. And those were like some of the first episodes that I heard, you know, and you were like an early, double digits basically mm-hmm. and um and at the time there was a i'm not going to name the them straight out but there was another podcast that they were dissing um this guy asked a question about what how do i work on my guitar basically like changing strings stuff like that and they just completely were making fun of this person for wanting to know where to start and it really put a bad taste in my mouth and it it really pissed me off because it's like you know that person probably will never touch their guitar again or try to figure out what the truss rod does or what um how to change their pickup height or even how to change their strings because people somebody like you who they're looking up to in the community and it just really tore a hole in my heart and after that i found you guys as well and it really um, that's when I reached out to Utah and I remember telling you how grateful I am for your podcast. And, you know, and I remember telling you that story Yeah. and, um, and that was back on just emails. We were just emailing back and forth. I don't think you even had the Instagram yet. Um, and it's just like one of those things where, it, you know, I, I appreciate you guys a lot. And I know a lot of people out there also appreciate you guys a lot. And, you know, 
Uh, thank you. I really am thankful. Thank you, man. You don't that have to worry, lot. John. The only person we make fun of is me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Uh, that brings me to a little game that I want to play with everybody right now. No, we're canceling the segment. Absolutely not, because now <laughs> it's time to play. Would you rather? All right. This week's Would You Rather is somewhat related to me and my newest development with my thing, job, whatever. So, (laughs) your job career. So, uh, you know, you're walking down the street for no reason and you go back home (laughs) and then you look in your uh, closet, right? Your closet or your, your big guitar collection there. And you're like, man, I've got like. 800 guitars. Not, two of each. Okay. So you've got about, I don't know, 20 highly valuable Fender guitars. Fender. That are awesome. Ooh, Fender. You, Telecasters, Stratocasters, Jazzmasters, uh, all sorts of good stuff. You know, so pre-CBS? All pre-CBS. Okay. And then in another <laughs> showcase, yeah. you have all vintage Gibsons. Mm. All oh. vintage. All vintage. Pre-60s. So big money, late fifties, right? late fifties, like the the golden years. <laughs> so here's a stipulation, though. <laughs> what, what's the story? You've, you've so we've got, walked in the room. There's a thing. Of you, so you right, 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 thing right, right. of Gibsons. Okay. You're basically Joe Bonamassa, right? Okay. So Fender and Gibson, they both want to hire you. Oh, but oh. here's the bad part. Whoever you go with. You have to get rid of the op, you know, the other brand. <laughs> you have to sell them off within a month of starting. Ooh, and wow. by the way, this has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with. I don't have to get rid of my fenders, by the way, so don't worry. Nice. But I thought it would just That's a really a very cool, interesting question, right? So I almost wish you had chosen another brand, like. Like it had to be like all Gretsch or all Fender or something like that. I think it's nah. No. I think Gibson and Fender are like the main two yeah, I mean, food groups Gibson's of the world. Kind of, I mean, kind they of both big. know that about each other. Yeah. So okay, that's a good one, Jared. Well played. So you have an opportunity to work for Gibson. Yep. Opportunity to work for Fender. Yep. But the stipulation: if you work for Gibson, you got to sell all your Fenders. Yep. Within a month, or if you go to Fender, you got to sell all your Gibsons. Yep. Wow. And you have the equal amount yeah. of value in both collections. So you've got like uh, $150 worth of guitars in each side. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Interesting. Mm. Tony? Well, hmm. Jeez. Well, that's, that would be a tough one because I'd hate to have to part with half of my collection. I know. Um it's tough. But I suppose, oh, man. I'm going to go work for Fender. Okay. Sell that's my Gibsons. A, that's solid. I'm going to sell I'm going to sell the Gibsons. That's, to me, that's not really a very Gibson guy. I don't see you as that yeah, guy. Yeah, you're more of a Fender guy I than know, a Gibson I'm, Oh, guy. yeah, I definitely am. But yeah. I do have a fair number of Gibsons. Well, yeah, too. but that's yeah. not what we said, Tony. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, all right, hey, just for fun. Uh, you're going to work at Gretsch or Rick. Which one do you get rid of? Oh, I'd work at Rick in a heartbeat okay. and get rid of Eric yeah. and Gretsch. Okay. Yeah. Jared? 
Uh, I think we all know what I'm going to say. I mean, that's I think? pretty much took myself out of the game here. <laughs> yeah. But I think if everybody goes back on all the podcasts and figures out yeah, what brand gonna, I like better, it's obviously Gibson. Life. Right. So yeah. we'll let we'll let my past and all that Do answer that question. Right. Obviously, that Gibson. Good. Yeah. Jonathan. But I really well, love this, the is, this is a really a tough one. Can I can I print out decals and put them on the other one? So like <laughs> print out. <laughs> no, no, you must choose. No, I know. Um, personally, I mean, my number one guitar is a '77 Les Paul Custom. Nice. My first guitar I ever owned was the Gibson Acoustic, and majority of my guitars are single cut based on Les Pauls. So I'm gonna have to go Gibson. Also, because I do like GNL a little bit better than Fender. Oh. <laughs> oh, all right. Hey, that's that's not a bad thing either. I, I, I really like GNL guitars. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Leo's last hurrah. So, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I I love my Telecaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I really love playing my Jazzcaster. Mm-hmm. But I even more love. Just the just even the one that I have, my double cut Les Paul special. I I just I love that that guitar. I love mine too, man. And uh, and I don't have any other really expensive ones, so I'll take them <laughs> if I get a closet full. Heck yeah, I'm gonna go work at um, I'll go work at Gibson. All right. So once again, Tony Island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See you guys later. Yeah. I'm hopping a. It's a solid ship. choice, though. I mean, I love. I, I love my Fender Stratocaster. Yeah. I, I like my Fender brand guitars. It is. But it, it, it's, it's not a... Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. No. No. Absolutely not. Do I honestly feel like Fenders are a little more versatile? Yeah, I, I will say. They I feel like they're be. a little more versatile mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And durable. <laughs> Probably. I think Gibson has... Well, anyway, great choices on the Gibson well. versus Fender podcast somewhere else in this world, not here. <laughs> uh, so uh, we got to thank a few people here. Tony Baloney. Do it. I believe that we do, because at this point of the show, Todd, we like to thank a very special group of people. That's These right. are our executive producers. I love them. And you might be asking yourself or someone that's sitting next to you. What's an executive producer? Oh, man. Well, it's pretty easy. An executive producer helps make this show possible. They do. You want to find out how to become one? Go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. You find a couple of different levels in which you can participate. Become a sponsor, <laughs> a right. patron That's right. of this very podcast. Mm-hmm. You get stuff. Well, each level comes with a great bevy of thank you gifts, stickers, t-shirts, keychains, all kinds of stuff, barefoot buttons, and things like that. <laughs> but as an executive producer, yep, you get all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing more, Jared. Yes, you get to have your name read on the your thing. name read on, on the, the thing. thing. That's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Do it, Tom. Brazen. Wow, that was loud. Martin Cliff, <laughs> John Daly, Chris Kearney, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, 
Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lathrop, John Anglin, Tyler Bray, Brad Partridge, Chris Heidel, John Esterly, Doug Gann, Justin Jones, Brett Alexander, James White, Matt Hart, Bill Gola Guitars, yeah. Richard Kendall, Tyg Harmon, John Jackson, Jason Rausch, David Rando, Douglas King, Gary Cooper, John Saxby. Oops, not John Saxby. How about Rob Saxby? Him That's too. It. Both the John and Rob Saxby's. That's right. The Saxby brothers. Mark Garton, Elad Mazrahi, and Maggie D. My man. Right on. But wait a minute. Were you getting ready to interrupt me, Todd? Hmm. I think there's more, isn't there? There's more because there are these special group of executive producers that live on the executive suite, the penthouse with the view. All together, it's a big mess. It's a a big mess, but that's okay. It's a fun mess. They have a fez to put upon their head. Hell of a maid, Bill. Ooh, well, that's true. (laughs) And room service, through the roof. That's all we'll say. These would be our grand poobas. And we are fortunate this week. We have a new grand pooba. Yes. Huh? We're going to welcome on board Mr. Jack Kaiden. Yeah. Hey! Welcome, welcome to Captain us. Jack. Captain Jack. That's right. Uh, how about Johnny Morales? Also new. Welcome. Yes. Welcome. Hey! Welcome again. Yeah, we welcomed him last time. Should have yeah. set up my snare drum. Yes. <laughs> there you go. John Williams. LSJ Music Company, James Pennington, Tyler Rines, Tim Nowak, Steve Keys, Adam Johnson, Tommy Manasco, Sean S. Cody Fosta, Science of Sound, David Kaminga, Corey Nigro. That's all. All right. No! Thank you. <laughs> Jonathan Jerusak. Sure. Thank you. Oh, that guy? Oh. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. A million times, thank you all. Uh, Jonathan, where can people find you? Uh, mostly I'm on Instagram. Um, you can look up my full name, Jonathan Jerusak. Uh, usually in the bio, I have uh, the links for 12th Hour Devices and for the Gal's Till and you need to ask me a question, even if it's just to say, hey, like I said, you can message me. That's no big deal. Fortunately, no Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Tony? Well, let's just say you need a special pick guard, uh, everything but tortoise, <laughs> as we talked about earlier. Uh, head over to pickguardian.com. Check out some of the stuff I have available there. Uh, you can order some things, but by and large, what I do is custom work. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you need, and I will get you all set up. Awesome. Jared? Where can people get a hold of you? People can get a hold of me through the Guitar Knobs Messenger app on Facebook. Yeah, oh, I okay. believe Instagram too. I, yeah. I get if those too. I'm an you, admin. So if you t- if you tag uh, me on, it would just send us a DM on yep. Instagram. It'll get I'll get a hold of. And Jared. I wanted to also add that if anybody has any uh, questions about pickups or anything, they can also contact Zach at Brandon Wound if they wanted to. Is so. that his actual? Email? Uh, he will have that'll be set up by the time people hear this. Zach so. at at uh, okay. Mary, yeah, or maybe well, there's more to come on that. So just, just, just ask everybody. us. We'll, we'll get you. We'll, we'll take we'll care of you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can shoot me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com, or DM me at Instagram at guitarnobs, 
and we can't wait to hear what you have to say. Uh, thank you, Jonathan Drusick, for joining us today. I really appreciate this. I, it's it's <laughs> been a long time coming, but it's I really appreciate it. You bet. It was a pleasure. Yes, uh, we are. Thank you. We're happy to have you. All right, everybody, have a fantastic guitar weekend. Subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. Make it clean. Oh my god, I'm a fried mess. I can't replicate that. I think, well, we're gonna make it try. All right. Those are snappy looking shoes on you, though, and we oh, know you're yeah, a yeah. bit of a shoe horse. Oh, but they I look like good on you. Yeah. <laughs> you get a bowl of soup with those shoes. Hey, you get a free bowl of soup with this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's do that whole thing over. Let's. It is a hot okay. son of a bitch in here. You guys he put a plastic that? bag on his head for some reason. I'm just trying to wind Jared up a little bit. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> the eyeballs. You're going to make me sit in here and it's gonna, 180 degrees. I'm going to get a fan. I'm getting five fans. And now he can't remember tell you what, what the he problem is. says. It's too hot in here. It is pretty hot in here. I'm not going to lie. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> now he's just winding us up. The light bulbs are are like heaters. They're not. That's They're a, fluorescent. That's what the hell just happened? <laughs> Why isn't it playing? It's just one of them days. It's too hot. Can we do that over? Sure. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time